0: In the Wild West world of podcasting, there is one podcast that is authentic and genuine and continues to stand tall in its originality. Based on a passion for his guests, their work, and his love of podcasting, Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast get amazing, diverse, unique guests found nowhere else. The variety and quality are endless. There is something for everyone. Derek Thomas is the hero you deserve. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector. Welcome to Monday Morning Critic Podcast. Here is Derek Thomas.
1: Derek Thomas, Monday morning, Kerri. How are the three of you doing today?
0: We're great. I'm good. How are you? <laughs>
1: Well, I love you guys. I think you guys are the heart of the show, the three of you. I enjoy watching you guys. And I'm in real time, so I haven't seen spoilers. So I'm just, I'm enjoying the ride. Uh, before I start getting into the text of the show, Kirstie, I wanted to wish you a happy uh, birthday on the 17th, early birthday. And I wanted to know if whiskey will be involved on the 17th.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, nice whiskey, expensive whiskey. Expensive no. uh, uh, whiskey. Uh, no, I like Mescal. I'm probably not going to be drinking whiskey, but I will be drunk.
1: <laughs> well, well, happy birthday, I hope thank I you. was the first person to say it. So, you are, um, thank you. So, I, But I feel like on the show, if anybody should be drinking whiskey, it should be Kate. Like, I feel <laughs> so bad for what she's gone through. Like, never mind losing a bus full of your students, right? And then finding out your dad is like two baby mamas. Like, there's a lot going on here. Like, I don't know, is it, when, when you portray her, do you find that there she has a lot going on? I mean, all your characters have a lot going on, but I feel Kate in particular has a lot going
0: on. Yes, she was definitely, like, I felt so bad for her when I read the script. Um, but then I think what kind of made me want to play her is that it's not just that she's mad at everything that has happened and she's mad at her dad and she's mad at Kentaro for, you know, stealing her dad away from her. It's more she's also mad at herself. Um, and so I was able to play her in the way I did because Um, She wasn't just the victim like she felt bad about she felt guilty about the stuff that she couldn't do or she did Um, And so yeah, I think um, there's so much depth to her character and I'm excited for people to see the other episodes
1: Yeah, I think Ren you're terrific as well, you know And I I I wonder what it would be like to find out that your dad has started two families because I have two small kids Six months old and, and three years old. I'm like I barely have enough time for my kids Never mind another whole family on the side. So I feel like there's a lot going on here so I'm really dying to see what your character's reaction are gonna be when they see their father. I mean, I, I know I guess it's a spoiler, but what would your reaction be if you could write the show if you were just write it for your characters, what the reaction would be? And can we finally get your dad a pencil sharpener?
0: <laughs> he definitely needs one. Um well with my character, he without getting too um too much too into it um he has a he had such a deep connection to him he he it's he's such a big part of his life that um you know it it takes a big toll on him this separation is already affecting him very largely um but actually i've my dad um has another (laughs) family so um i'm and i and i and i i don't know me i can I, I deal with that just fine. Um, so,
1: no, I meant on the show. I wasn't getting into your personal life. I was I'm, like,
0: sorry, I'm <laughs> sorry.
1: It's our job. Yeah, we got to
0: get into our personal life. That was fair. yeah.
1: Like, no, I meant like like at the same time. I feel like this was happening at the same time. I'm sorry. I I, I was definitely not trying to get into your personal life. That's for and, uh, sure.
0: But I guess you you were able to relate. Yes, I was. Yeah. In that sense, I'm able to relate. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because it comes as a, as a, well. I guess it it comes as a, as a surprise to both of them the way they find out. Right. Kate goes into the apartment. It's like, I guess finding out that way is kind of a a, a surprise in itself. Mm. And I think one of the great things the show does is the way it develops the, um, the characters, right? The monsters are always be the monsters and it's fun to watch, but I think this character does a great job of human development. And I love the way your characters are slowly progressing and we're starting to see human beings evolve and really kind of, and there's a lot that we haven't seen yet. So I think that makes for a better show. What do you guys think?
0: I think that's real life. It's all slow, and um, sometimes we don't feel like we're growing, but we are every day. And so I like that it reflects that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, it's. I think a lot of people are drawn to the show, even if they're not into the monster verse, because because of that human aspect. Um, Yeah, and it's real, like you said.
1: Uh, do you, what, what do you find the feedback has been from the diehards, right, because this is a, a story that's been around for 75 years and you guys are taking the mantle, right? I mean, yeah, there are pe- people that tune in for the, the, the monsters and the titans, we get it, but I think the heart of the show, what makes it special, like, and I don't want to sound too repetitive, is what you guys are bringing to the screen. Um, do you feel that there's pressure to reinvent yourself to some of those diehards that have been around forever in the Godzilla fandom? Reinvent ourselves? no i mean like in other words so we we see what's happening with the monsters and there's people that come in just for the monsters right but here you guys are (laughs) doing a wonderful job telling this human element to bring the human element out, right because i think when we see the, the godzilla movies we've seen just monsters fighting and it's movie and that's awesome i think that's wonderful but i think the show has taken a creative way of taking the show and said well listen there's a human development there's a human element to it let's expand that i think I think that's the challenge here, and I think you guys are doing a wonderful job with
0: that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, this is the first TV show, so we had to do something different, and um, we had to tell a more relatable human story. Um, And that's not to say, like, we don't get to see the big monsters. When we do, it's so well-earned because... Up until then, you're seeing all this family and how they're dealing with everything, and then it's so well earned when they pop up. And so I feel like, and I hope that um, the MonsterVerse fans can also enjoy it just as much as the new people who enjoy the family drama are um, having fun with it.
1: Yeah, I think that's the secret sauce. I think you just hit on the point. I, I think because you know it's not monsters fighting for forty-five minutes. When you see them, it's special because it's been set up properly. So, Mm -hmm. I got to tell you, I'm a big fan of the three of you, and I think you've done a wonderful job, really making this show just fun to watch on a Friday. And I just, I just love it. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. Thank you for listening to Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can also connect with Monday Morning Critic on Instagram
0: and Facebook, MDM Critic on Twitter, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. All episodes available
1: www.mmcpodcast.com.